Welcome to the Playoff of Life podcast. This is your host, Adrian Hatcher. It has been a minute, guys. We have been on hiatus for this pod since December 23rd of 2019. That means that we have not even made a pod for the new year, but we're going to change things today. I apologize for the uh, hiatus that I went on, just putting my time and energy into other things, uh, you know, living life and, you know, just having a good time. So I do apologize once again for not being able to get back on the thing that i love to do for y'all so let's hit up uh the first few topics that we got uh for the playoff of light podcast episode three i do want to jump right back into the stuff that we did from the previous episode and the first thing i want to hit up is the nba hiatus uh due to unforeseen circumstances with the virus that's been going around uh going around and affecting everybody uh we really don't have much of anything going on sports has been canceled across the world uh we're stuck in our homes and we're watching like a lot of reruns so that really gave me time to think on this and i think it's actually a good thing at least on the players stand front um just let me explain for the nba there is a lot of time that is spent playing ball and then there's an even shorter amount of time of preparation and then there is probably i give it about a month maybe two where the nba players even get a break uh during the nba offseason but unknowingly i mean because of this virus uh the season was cut super early uh we didn't even make it to the playoffs which means there's a lot of players out there that I know love to play basketball, but they don't have any outlet right now. They are able to actually relax. They're they're actually uncomfortable because they have so much time on their hands. And right now they are doing the best thing for us and themselves by staying in the house and not interacting with anybody. I urge anybody that's listening to this pod, uh, to please stay in your house. Um, chill watch tv play video games uh, hang out with your kids hang out with your cousins hang out with the cousin you don't even like and see if y'all can develop a relationship do the things that you haven't been able to do or that you tell yourself every day when you go to work i won't have the time for this later now you have the time with this going on i really implore you to learn a new skill or develop your finances or hell Uh, Go read a book about life. You just never know what you're going to interact with nowadays. But back to the NBA hiatus with the players uh, having so much time to themselves. Oh, we're not doing another take with the players taking so much time to themselves now. I really think this is a good thing because when the season starts, which I do believe all of this will blow over by the by the time of the beginning of the NBA season. Uh, we're going to have a whole league full of healthy players. I don't know how they're going to get the draft going. I don't know how they're going to do pre-workouts. I don't even know how they're going to do the summer league. But let's say around October-ish, where usually the season starts, we're going to have a fully healthy NBA season with motivated, with strengthened, with players that like are healed mentally and physically. And I think that's a great thing to have nowadays. Any good news that comes from the NBA, um, one thing for sure is my team, the Chicago Bulls. Lately, they have been on a tear. And when I say a tear, I don't mean with games. I mean with their front office. Chicago fans have faced for a long time some 
very hard decisions. And those decisions have been made by the front office, um, a, a front office that the fan base is not very fond of. I'm speaking about Gar Foreman and John Paxson, uh, two front office individuals who, during my time as a Chicago Bulls fan, I have not had many issues uh, with their decision making. But the fan base has to the point where we have had multiple losing seasons, uh, little development uh, from our players, um, a lot of hope, but just not enough results to make that hope last. And it's led up to this moment where now people are very excited because our front office is making drastic changes. And when I say drastic, John Paxson was our vice president of basketball operations for the Chicago Bulls. And now he is no longer the vice president. He has now been replaced by a man that goes by the name Arthur Carnicerous. If I'm saying his name wrong, I truly apologize for that. Even when I'm looking at it right now, I'm still struggling trying to get this name right. But I'm just going to call him the new VP. And our new VP, Vice President of Basketball Operations, is already making changes to a team that has not had changes, I believe, since 1985, which is crazy that we have given uh, our front office this much time to have like winning seasons and it, the results just haven't been there. So it's not that changes haven't been necessary, uh, but now they're definitely being done. And that's what we really want as Chicago Bulls fans. This VP has already looked for candidates to have a new GM. Potentially, we may have a new coach leading into the offseason. Just plugging in how I feel about our coach, Jim Boylan, I don't really have too much of a problem. I don't necessarily love the offense. Um, When I play NBA 2K with the Chicago Bulls, I struggle to score or to make like a decent play. But I mean, he did really only have one year under his belt. And there's also been a lot of issues with his first official season, like more than a coach should really be having with his players. And if that's like a lack of understanding on the players, um, then I can chalk that up to the players. But from everybody else's perspective outside of the bubble, it seems like Jim Boylan has been the issue. And I've heard from different sources and different people that I listen to on the pod and uh, people that I follow on social media. They paint Jim Boylan as this great guy that she would love to know. He's honorable. He's such a nice dude. He's understanding. Um, He's a real good, tough guy. But when it comes to running a franchise and running a Chicago Bulls team as a coach, he he comes up shy. It's not his first rodeo. He's been an assistant in the league for years, but it just doesn't look like this is the position he needs to be in right now. Um, Is that fair? I don't really know. You know, he, you only have one year on the job, um, but this is basketball. And at the end of the day, there's not much time to make a lot of changes if you want to be a winning basketball team. Basketball, especially being a coach, is built on consistency. And a lot of fan bases are not going to be patient with a coach that has so many issues just going into his first season you know with the star player with the team with the medical staff with the fan base itself so 
Uh, I wish Jim Bullying the absolute best. If he does keep his job, then hey, we will do what we have to do as Chicago Bulls fans and still cheer for this team. Uh, if there's changes to the coaching staff and he ends up losing his job and we get a new coach, um, I'm not going to lie. I will be excited just because of the excitement of just something, seeing something new for the team. But, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to just wish a man his job away. So that that's just my take on it. Um, but back to what I was saying, the new VP that we have making necessary changes. Um, the fan base is very excited. I'm very excited for the Chicago Bulls. Um, we really want to look for any type of excitement right now with the whole coronavirus going on. And I will definitely be giving updates on the pod with anything else that interests me on the NBA. So uh, if anybody who listens to this pod is an NBA fan, drop me a comment on anchor.com uh, on my uh, public page and just let me know how you feel. Any questions that you want me to answer on the next pod, I continue and I will be doing this uh, weekly with the time I have on my hands. Uh, I really can't say that I can't do this pod. So y'all should be expecting some more episodes from me very soon. So other than the NBA hiatus and the impact it's had and the Chicago Bulls, I did want to talk about something that may interest you since you're going to be stuck in the house for God knows how long. So Netflix shows to binge is the next topic that I had on the bulletin board. And I'm pretty sure everybody is associated with Netflix. I don't doubt that at all. But we always talk about what's the next best show or the shows that we don't really give a lot of love to and shows that you probably haven't heard of. If you have heard of, you haven't tried it yet. And I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed with the shows that I'm about to let you know about. So I believe one show that's been actually on Netflix the longest, The Umbrella Academy. Okay, The Umbrella Academy revolves around a dysfunctional family of adopted siblings, superheroes, who reunite to solve the mystery of their father's death. So a little backstory. I was actually going on vacation to Gatlinburg in the mountains and being in yourself with you, by yourself in a cabin. Hey, you don't really have much to do unless you're going back outside. If you're in the house, though, I was really on some relaxation mode stuff. And I just binged this entire show in one day. Spent one day of my whole vacation watching the Red Academy, and I cannot tell you how hooked I was to finding out what was going on every single episode. Um, as the synopsis says, it's sibling superheroes who get a chance to basically save the world on an everyday basis. And I don't want to really spoil anything, but like it, it did say, they do reunite after a long hiatus due to their father's mysterious death. And throughout the show, you'll see the father uh, brought these kids together. He's a main focal point for the whole show. You know, he brought them together. Of course, he uh, helped them mature as they grew as teenagers and eventually adults with superpowers, you know. And not every kid has a great relationship with their the father because you can understand um, a, a father raising, I believe it was uh, nine, not eight to nine siblings, uh, different personalities, um, diff just everything was different. You kind of have to balance that in a way that just doesn't seem normal. 
it's not a normal relationship. But as you go through the show, that's where the drama comes from because each, I believe almost every episode hits on the backstory of every single kid and it even dives into, I don't want to spoil that for you, but there's a kid in there that you don't even get to see too much, but ah, you know, I can't tell you. I would just rather you check it out. So please check out The Umbrella Academy if you have a chance. Um, it's actually really good and you won't be disappointed. I believe it's only uh, 15 episodes, if I'm wrong about that, shorter or longer. It really doesn't matter because you have a lot of time in your hands, hopefully. Uh, another show, and this is actually a show that I've been watching religiously for the last two weeks uh i watched season one of this show when it first came out was really interested in how it ended it reminded me of a lot of the breaking bad and i think it would remind a lot of people of breaking bad and this show is called um ozark if you've heard of this show it's a it's an american crime drama show featured on a married couple who are first who are forced to relocate their family to the ozarks community to launder money for a Mexican drug cartel. <clears throat> so Mexican drug cartel. All right. Um, no more guy who's really smart with a dysfunctional, but very, mm, I don't, let me say, just say he has a very, very, very uh, dysfunctional marriage with a wife that I believe in Breaking Bad. I don't want to say she was the smartest thing. That's another debate. But in this show, I will say the wife, the the women who play their roles in this show, they are featured to be very smart. And I really love that about the character. Uh, also, they have kids and they're just trying to make it every day while laundering money for a Mexican drug cartel. It's literally the Breaking Bad with a little bit of a twist in this show. Uh, we do start off with a guy by the name of Marty Bird. Um, we, we see him, like I said, a normal guy and everything seems normal. But as you go, I believe just through episode one, there are so many like what the fuck moments that you'll be like, damn, is this really how this is about to go down right now? Um, and you kind of see the dynamic of a family that has to bond together to basically do these horrible things just to be able to survive because at any moment the mexican drug cartel can wipe them off the face of the earth and almost every episode you're like damn if one thing goes wrong it could mess up the whole operation but we see this guy marty bird make really smart decisions um always trying to get his way kind of um kind of like manipulate the situation and it and throughout the show you probably will ask yourself man it seems like he's getting deeper and deeper and deeper into more shit but honestly like it's just great to watch and ozarks is going on three seasons i'm actually in the middle of finishing season three so next episode i'm pretty sure i'll be done and i may do like a finale like an ozark finale episode like how did i feel about the ending and it may actually make you want to watch it even more so watch out for that in the future and uh just check out ozarks uh if you don't like it after maybe three episodes don't worry about it because i got another show for you so this show is a show that is really actiony sci-fi um will probably remind you of those old old sci-fi like blade runner type movies and it's called altered carbon carbon it's set in the 23rd century when the human mind has been digitized and the soul itself is transferable from one body to the next 
<laughs> All right, so I recently finished this show. Altered Carbon is up to two seasons right now. I can tell you, I was literally blown away with so many revelations in this show. It's like a murder mystery for season one, focused on this guy by the name of Takeshi Kovacs, and his ba- his life is incredible. Like I know as human beings, we're attracted to people that just kind of seem out of place or out of this world. Well, you will not be disappointed with this character. Takeshi Kovacs, uh, I really don't want to spoil it. Basically, he joins a revolution, which eventually leads us into season one, where, like the synopsis says, the soul has been digitized. So you're basically living in this futuristic world where if you have the money, the power, and the resources, you could literally call yourself immortal. And if that doesn't intrigue you right there, then trust me, you you will not be disappointed with this show at all. Uh, just check out. I'll give this one. I'll give this. Um, I'll give this TV show episode one. If you're not hooked by episode one and want to continue it, then it's okay. It's okay. We got two more shows that I can throw out there for you to try out. But if you got a chance, check out Altered Carbon. I was not disappointed at all with that show. Uh, next show that we got for you is Money Heist. Man, <laughs> so to give a little bit of backstory on this show, a a friend of mine actually introduced me to the show. I didn't know anything about Money Heist, and I was extremely hooked from day one to this show. It took me a minute to finish it because I always try to stay busy during other stuff. But once you figure out the plot of Money Heist, it's one of those shows. It's kind of like a Ozark, like how I said, you you see you see how the they keep getting themselves in deeper and deeper like problems and you're just questioning yourself like how in god's name are they gonna get out of this well with money heist it involves eight robbers and these robbers are codenamed by these cities in the world and they're led by this guy codenamed the professor from an external location where kind of like the title they perform a money heist so these robbers um Every single episode dives into the backstory, and I love that. I love seeing characters. I love seeing what motivates them. I love seeing how they got to this moment and how you can honestly believe the decisions that they make because you've seen their past. You understand what got them there. You understand why they currently need to do what they have to do, and then you understand the relationships that they built because this show actually does flashbacks and time skips, so like we like i believe in episode one you actually get to see how they banded together but during that episode they're already performing the heist itself so if you check that show out you already know what i'm talking about but if you haven't um i really don't want to spoil anything that's what makes this tough because i could just tell you so much about each episode and how like when i say like they name codename themselves by different cities like berlin Yo, there's a dude by the name of Berlin in the show. I was, I went through emotional hell trying to figure out what is going on with this guy. And to see his development leading up to like the finale of just season one itself and season two. Oh man, I I was not disappointed, y'all. Check this show out. Let me know how you feel. Leave a comment. 
in the uh, anchor.com uh, on my public site. Let me know if you like the show. If you do, check it out. I got one more show for you guys. Now, out of all the shows that I've just introduced you to, I'm telling y'all this right now. I ain't never been on the verge of tears so goddamn much, but this show at Outlander, y'all, it got me feeling some type of way. Like, no cap. This show, Outlander, puts you through emotional after emotional after emotional roller coaster every single episode. I watched this because my dad had actually just pulled it up. And a lot of the times, um, just to give y'all some backstory on how we kind of live our family life, we, we're sitting in the living room, and my dad, he likes to, during dinner to, you know, watch TV. So we're like, what you want to watch, Dad? You want to put on a movie? My dad, my dad will put on whatever he feels impacted him in that moment. So if he's, if, he, if he's checked out a show and he's like, damn, this is so good, I'm going to wait for the family to watch it, he'll literally pause the episode, wait till we're all there, and watch it. So my dad, he found this show out early in the morning before we even had dinner. And I'm telling y'all, he immediately went to Outlander. We, me and my mom didn't know anything about this show. Me, I'm telling y'all, we watched episode one. I was like, damn, this girl going through something. She going through times. Okay, but to give y'all some synopsis of this show, it is. it follows the story of a woman by the name of Claire Randall. Her name, Claire Randall. Very important. Okay. A married combat nurse from 1945 who was mysteriously swept back in time to 1743. Now, I know what you're thinking. Some of y'all may be thinking, it's a show about time travel. Oh, shit. How am I going to follow what's going on in this show? So, episode one gives you a little bit of backstory about Claire. Gives good character development. Tells her what what tells you what her current situation is, her current mindset is on life, and it even gives you, which I thought was so clever, some background information that you're gonna need for further episodes to understand some stuff. And that's crazy that they like thought that through so eloquently. But she gets sent back in time to 1743, and of course. She's lived in a whole different time. She And during this time, there's a war between the Scottish people and I believe the, the British people the, or English people. I, I want to make sure I get that right. But there's a war going on and she is thrown right into the middle of it. And from day one, she is in survival mode. Like, I believe I wasn't safe with where Claire was until season one was over. Like, she was in that much danger almost every single episode. Even when you think she good, she ends up getting herself into into situations that are so dramatic, are so impactful. Um, it's, it's brilliant because a lot of these shows that I just explained to you, shows like Umbrella Academy, Ozark, even Ultra Carbon and Money Heist, they're not shows where you really have to think about the concept of what's going on and you don't really have to believe that the character has to speak their way out of situations but in outlander she really has to she really has to manipulate and deceive her way like eloquently deceive her way through stuff talk her way out of situations knowing that the wrong word the wrong saying even the wrong accent can get her killed and i love that about claire's character 
how it shows she literally gets out of situations sometimes by luck she gets out of situations based off her previous experience as a combat nurse um it benefits her to know something about the history of 1743 and if you're wondering how she even knows history because i know not a lot of us are historians we don't just know what happened during this time period at this year at this battle but claire is able to go back and retrieve that information and use it to her advantage and i was oh there oh man there were so many times where I knew Claire wasn't going to die, but I was I was still on the edge of my seat. Like, how in the world is she going to get out of this? So please check that out, guys. Outlander, out of all of them, is one of my favorites to watch. I have not finished it because I, now I will tell you, if you want a show that's going to take up a lot of your time, Outlander is going to be that show. This show is like an hour long each episode. And when I say an hour, it's like 59 minutes and maybe the the end credits is the last minute. They pack so much into one by one by one episode. You'll feel like you're watching a movie basically sitting down for one episode until it actually goes to the next episode. Y'all know how Netflix does. You ain't even got to touch the button unless... You didn't watch three or four in a row. And then, you know, Netflix is like, you sure you still watching? Stuff like that. So please check out Outlander, guys. Those are my top uh, Netflix shows to binge for the year. Um, please, please, please. If you don't check out any of these, check out Outlander. That's just like my personal plug. I'm just, I, I, if if I got to put some support, I got to put some some money on his, I mean, not some money, but put some respect on his name. Outlander, I'm going to put some respect on his name. That Claire Randall is a badass, man. I love her. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that will uh, that will pretty much end this segment right now. Um, is there anything else I really wanted to tell y'all? Uh, yeah, I did want to make a little plug. Uh, on this podcast, I do like to talk about financial improvement. And as I improve on talking to y'all and interacting with y'all on this show, um, I do like to just add little things that I've found or that I've used in the last few weeks and see if maybe you can use in your daily life. Uh, With the whole coronavirus thing going on, there is a lot of time to find stuff in your home that you probably don't use that are probably very valuable to other people. For example, I love to play video games. I probably play video games at least one to two hours a day. That's a fact. Unless I am extremely busy or unless my mind has been intrigued by something else or some other matter, I will spend at least one to two hours playing video games. It's like a therapeutic thing for me. It's like a relaxation type of thing, stress reliever, whatever you want to call it. But I uh, have so many video games that I don't play anymore. And it comes to that point where you want to play something new, but at the same time, you may not have the money, you know, with unemployment going around right now due to what the government has instilled. You know, uh, I just didn't have the money. And I found an app called Macari. And what Macari does is that anything, almost anything, you can post it. It really only takes about two to three minutes to put in some information, take some photos of what you're trying to sell. And then you put it on the market and you see on the online app if anybody's willing to buy it. The great thing that I love about Macari is that each day they're going to ask you, do you want to promote your item? And by promote, you can drop the price little by little and you can actually set it to where dropping the price can be uh, can be seen by people who have liked that item and what i mean is once you put that item on there 
people have a chance to like it and like it basically saves it to their page so maybe they can buy it later if they want so if any if there's nobody buying your item or if there's nobody really like interested you can just offer a lower price to the people who have actually shown interest in that item how cool is that guys i'm telling you this app is uh, just amazing i posted a couple of video games on there sold them like that um, they give you the option of using UPS, and I mean, honestly, I really don't even feel like you have to get out of your house, okay? Selling your items are is made easy in like one to two to three steps. If you are interested, just go on your online app store, look for Macari, that's M-E-R-C-A-R-I, and go sell some stuff. They go from video games to folders to pencil sharpeners to tvs to computers to slippers to any type of clothing to posters almost about anything you can put on that site and if you don't think you can then you can always go get the makari app and see if you can it will uh, it will let you know whether or not this item is um has a high percentage chance of selling or not so just check it out guys makari is a good financial app if you want to just make a little bit extra cash during this time i think everybody could need that right now so makari guys m-e-r-c-a-r-i other than that um just to give like uh, a little bit of background about what I actually been up to since I've been on hiatus with the pod. I've been doing a lot of research for some house hunting. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested in getting my own house as soon as possible. It's uh, It's been a very big goal of mine. And in order to do that, I got to do the research. And I have so much fun reading that when I'm reading about uh, getting into the rental, uh, the rental part of of housing it it just it just puts another gear in my step to and gets me motivated and with all this time i've had on my hands i've been able to really look at houses that are actually in my affordable range and things that i would have to do to make sure i get the best type of loan and just all right guys picking up where i left off uh, it actually my my podcast cut off on me or my mic cut off on me. Um, but just I believe I was talking about rental spaces and owning a house and my passion for it. If you're interested in having an episode or any type of information that is discussing rental spaces, owning a house, the steps to getting the right loan and anything that you need to know just to just to like move on and just take the necessary steps in life that may bring you a little bit more happiness just let me know guys on the playoff of life podcast public site you just got to go to anchor.com look off look up playoffs of life once you reach my page there should be a comment section where you can drop your comment and just let me know how you feel about it guys so that will conclude this episode of the playoff of life podcast i'm your host adrian hatcher and i appreciate y'all guys appreciate your patience if you're looking forward to another episode let me know in the comment section i'm actually posting on social media too uh social media um my social media handles are adrian hatcher that's a-d-r-i-h-a-n-h-a-t-c-h-e-r um I believe my Instagram is Panamanian for life, uh, Panamanian, so Panama, then the I-A-N-F-O-R-L-I-F-E, all of that is together. Follow me, guys. Let me know um, if you like the pod, let, leave me some comments, and and let's just interact. You know, we got time to talk, so why not talk about what we love to do? So, guys, I will see you later. Um, see you next time on an episode of Playoffs of Life. Ciao.